You're listening to the Two Minute Trench Run. I got a bad feeling about this. A weekly hit of Star Wars opinion that won't make you late for the Kessel Run. All right, so here we are, December 19th, uh, 2019. It's been a while, hasn't it? And, well, it's been four years. I am just leaving work, and in less than two hours, I will be seeing Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Episode 9. A lot has changed in the last four years of seeing Star Wars movies. Back uh, last time I did these recordings, when I saw The Force Awakens, that involved, even though I had tickets, that involved being in the freezing cold for a winter midnight showing waiting in a line behind the theater to make sure I could get these seats. Now that has all changed. You don't have to go through that anymore. You buy your tickets, you pick your seat, and you're all good. Bought my tickets like two months ago or something, and I've known how good my seats are going to be. Spoiler alert, pretty darn good. Um, for all this time. So I can leave work at a comfortable time and know that I will get to the theater this time at a comfortable evening, 6 o'clock, uh, no more midnight shows for me because I am four years older and wiser and just that much less able to deal with being awake watching a movie until three in the morning and then going to work the next day. Why did I leave podcasting about this stuff? Well, <clears throat> originally it was just that I got busy and I was unhappy with my audio setup and wanted to not do any more until I improved that situation, which I kind of never did. And, you know, I got into other hobbies and other things are going on in my life. So I just sort of let this go by the wayside and feel like, felt like I said the things I needed to say about Star Wars to a podcast audience and just went on with enjoying other people's podcasts and Twitter and all that stuff. Then The Last Jedi happened, and Star Wars Twitter just kind of went nuts, and not in a good way. There was so much hate and so much backlash, and you could argue, like I've argued in the past, about, well, is there backlash really? Like I used to argue, there's not really that much prequel backlash. Most people are fine with prequels. You do have your vocal fan quote, fans um, who have a platform, uh, who might have rude things to say about it, or or even just say, you know, there's not my cup of tea or whatever. Um, but people were just mean about The Last Jedi and about Ryan Johnson, and inexplicably about the character Rose, who I thought was awesome. Anyway, so I never did really kind of record my thoughts on this, and just for the record, I love The Last Jedi. Um, yeah, you could say it might have some plot flaws, but, you know, I just watched it again. I watched 6, 7, and 8 to sort of lead up to watching 9 tonight. And rewatching The Last Jedi, plot holes, not so much, actually. If you're really paying attention and you listen to the dialogue and you are in the moment, everything makes sense. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, you could say, well, why didn't they just make the plan to slam a cruiser into the ship at hyperspace and light speed and blow it up, problem solved. Well, no. The only reason that worked, it was a last-ditch, very risky move, and it only happened because everybody was off the ship. And, uh, you know, transports were getting picked off, so people were dying anyway, and 
everybody was off the cruiser, so all right, well, let's turn this thing around, and I'm going to do that holdo. Um, so it, it, it's really fine, is what I'm saying. Holdo had a solid plan, and it only fell apart because of that TV BJ guy, character that I love, by the way. I mean, yeah, bad guy in this instance. But, and I'm not like one of the Benicio Del Toro fans, necessarily. I mean, fine. But I thought that was a great character. Really interesting, really interesting uh, side plot that I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed the movie. Makes sense. And the Ray story, the Ray and Luke story, oh my gosh, that is a story about the Force. Let me tell you, that was awesome. I love how it ended. I love Luke's send-off. Luke's realizing that, no, that's exactly what the galaxy needs, is for him to go and face down the First Order by himself with a laser sword. Like, that's what was needed at that time. Nobody was coming because they had lost hope. They needed that, you know, that glint of hope. I almost said ray of hope, but maybe that was going to be far. So, fantastic. Um, fantastic movie. Um, so that happened. But then, you know, the whole the whole fan backlash, like, it drove me off of Twitter. Well, that and the political climate. But uh, Star Wars was definitely a part of it, of, of why I quit Twitter and largely quit Facebook. And I certainly wasn't going to, you know, put my thoughts out there. And I decided to sort of retreat into my own personal fandom, realizing that Star Wars is, you know, it's very personal. It's very personal to me and my memories of it, and I did not want to feel like I have to defend my feelings or justify my feelings against the things that I was hearing on my bel- a beloved podcast, honestly. I'll just go ahead and say it. I was an avid listener of Jason and Jimmy on the Force cast, later Rebel Force Radio, but there was a point where they took a position against the creator in favor of fans and their back and their backlash, saying that the creators didn't have a right to defend their work, that the creators didn't have a, any kind of right to, you know, talk back against the fan. Quote fans in very much quote here, and that just didn't work for me. Sorry, no. The creators have put in this time and energy and created this work of art that they love, and they're sharing it to the world. And people are mean and hateful and threatening and driving said creators off of social media platforms themselves because they don't want they don't need to take that kind of abuse. And one of them, I don't even remember exactly the the play by play or who it was, but one of the, the creators, Star Wars in the world currently, said it you know said enough is enough and all the fans toxic, which is accurate. And Jason Jimmy didn't like that, and I decided well I'm kind of done with them. And I've struggled. I looked for a while. I struggled to find another podcast that had the right voice that I was interested in listening to. And even lately, I've I've struggled. It's fascinating, though, coming back to trying out some podcasts and seeing if I could find a Star Wars podcast that I wanted to listen to on a regular basis. Because I wanted to really get excited about this movie. And I was feeling kind of left out or kind of lonely about uh, being excited for Star Wars. And I'm listening to some podcasts of some younger folk, and it's fascinating. These guys who literally grew up with the prequel, they had to go back and, and watch the original. Or they grew up with the special editions. Like, the special editions were entirely normal to them. Like, that, those are the movies, and that's fascinating to me. I think the special editions are fine. I'm going to be real honest here. When I go back and watch the original, original, such as we have it, Star Wars, it doesn't hold up that well. I mean, obviously the story holds up and the acting is the same, but the effect, I understand, groundbreaking for the time. You couldn't ever do the things that they did in that movie before that movie. 
But still, you can do so much more now. And they did so much more with the special edition, particularly in the first one, enhancing the final battle, the Battle of Yavin. I understand people don't care for what they did to Moss Eisley. I kind of like it. It did make it into that bustling spaceport that it was supposed to be, rather than this weird, sleepy, like, I don't know, ghost town. I could do without the Ronto obscuring the whole, uh, these aren't the droids you're looking for sequence. I thought that was a bit much. Um, not because I don't like Rontos, or I didn't like that uh, that one scene where the swoop scares the Ronto and the Jawas hanging from it. I thought that was great. I just didn't like, I thought it was unnecessary to kind of block my view of the speeder coming in that nest stormtroopers. But anyway, it's fascinating to hear the younger people talk about how hey, those are the movies, and it's no big deal. And they, they have gone back and watched the original originals and can appreciate that those were the originals, and this is what many people knew. But they don't cast a lot of aspersions on the special edition or on the prequels. They just are what they are. That's, those, are the, those are the movies. And if you like them, great. If you don't like them, you know, you are, you know, go find something else. Go love Marvel or go love Firefly, or whatever else it is that you love. Um, there's not this sort of entitlement thing that I find a lot of fans my age and older have. Well, we were the originals, and we saw them from the beginning, and those were Star Wars, and the newer crap isn't, and George Lucas should be, you know, whatever, you know, guy. So going into this movie tonight, I am excited just to see what J.J. has come up with. He's a great storyteller. I know this. I'd never seen anything of Ryan Johnson before The Last Jedi, so, you know, I, I was taking it on faith that he was going to do a good job, and I liked what I was hearing and seeing from being a news hound. But JJ, I know he's a good storyteller. I'm I'm looking forward. Not that I would have been worried, but I'm not worried. I'm not concerned. I'm just excited to see the story play out and see what happens to these heroes and see what the deal is with. Sorry if you haven't watched any trailers, but the deal is with the Emperor, which you know makes plausible sense. Like I said, I watched 6, 7, and 8 to prepare myself. And at the end of Jedi, you know, you don't see a body. You hear him go, whoa, and he falls down a shaft. Well, doesn't mean he died by any stretch. Doesn't mean he couldn't, you know, go find a spacecraft, get out of there, on, or uh, who knows. It's, he, uh, I, I, it's not surprising to me necessarily that he could survive. And like uh, Darth Maul in Clone Wars, just pure hate alone kept him alive until the day that he could seek his revenge. And here we go. And it just kind of makes sense, I think, for the overall Skywalker saga trilogy. Um, started with him, it'll end with him as the main antagonist. I think that's good. I am relatively spoiler-free. I have not. In fact, I avoided trailers until they were just kind of unavoidable. Um, I haven't thought any news. I haven't read any articles. I haven't been listening to podcasts, so I haven't heard any speculation even. So I have no clue. I don't know what the new characters are. I don't know their names. I, you know, of course, I know the actors, but I, I don't know who they're playing, really. I don't know what's going on. It's going to be good. I did watch the red carpet event, sorry, blue carpet event for the world premiere, and that was quite good and relatively spoiler-free. They did show us one scene of, uh, of the movie, but it wasn't anything that we hadn't seen in trailers, really, so that was fine. This has been a really long and rambling and not at all two-minute trench run episode, but I felt like it. I just needed to kind of spew some things out and get back in the game here before my viewing of this, the last movie in the Skywalker saga. As an aside, I am super enjoying The Mandalorian. I super enjoyed love to death. Star Wars Rebels, and now Star Wars Resistance. Great series. 
Dave Filoni, he can just about do no wrong. Um, but with that, I think I'm going to sign this off and catch you on the flip side and let you know what I think about this thing in a few brief words after the movie. So until then, just want you to know we're all counting on you. And may the force be with you.